Today's episode of the Ryan and Rush show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a new home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Rush show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching the Ryan and Rush show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, we're about 48 hours from the game that means all the games, the enemies from up north come down to play West Virginia. Before the show, I actually had to run over to Kroger real quick, pick up a couple groceries. And I'll tell you what, the fans are excited. You see the fan parking out already. RVs are getting going. I think you also saw a couple tailgaters ready for a nice 48-hour bender and hopefully a 48-hour celebration after that. Dude, tell me what you're thinking, the, the feel for it, getting the temperature of Mountaineer Nation as we're almost at game time. Oh, man, we're ready to go. Uh, I think a lot of people are taking PTO uh, tomorrow, Monday. Yeah, they might even take next week off at work if they if they got enough vacation built up. But, I mean, this is what we've been waiting for all, all summer, all spring long with all these previews. This is the game, man. This has been the game we've talked about. First time it's been in Morgantown since 2011. Uh, this this fan base, this, this town, Morgantown, this state, 1.8 million. They're ready to go, man. And, and if you're out of the state, they're ready to go too. This is this this is everything. So I, I think everybody's just excited and can't wait for Saturday night at 7:30. This is the game that's about bragging rights. This is the game that that you just circle on your schedule. Also, why it should be the last game of the season. But we've already covered that. Uh Ryan, we we've talked a lot this week about this game and and as so we finally approached uh obviously Monday, we broke down the Duquesne game and how uh, that game will propel us and help us out uh, against the the Pitt Panthers here coming up, especially with Clement. We have our hopefully our number two receiver. We went over on Tuesday the history of the backyard brawl and the 10 best games West Virginia's had in there. We talked a lot about yesterday. We had Noah on, a Pitt fan, a, a respectable Pitt fan, the few and far between, breaking down this team as well. And, of course, we went live last night and really started kind of diving into the X's and O's. And now here we are. I'm getting ready to talk the keys to victory and how how this game can not only be that game of bragging rights, that game that's finally back in Morgantown, but that game is winner of this game is 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 going into their conference schedule, and that they're they're going to get another one or two wins out of this. This game is more than just than just one game. This this game really feels like it's three games packed into one because then you start your the Big 12 schedule with some momentum and hey especially Big 12 that we talked about it's a little down this year dude this could be the game that at least gets the Mountaineers to that eight and four record that that we really need and really deserve and really want as for the fan base especially with the way that the schedule shakes uh, all four newcomers we've seen everybody saw what Texas did last week K State's rolling those aren't on the schedule so this schedule's to be had. You get this win, get the two and one, get a little momentum. You got another home game next week. We'll talk about that when we get there. But man, none of that means anything with the great schedule if you don't win this game. If they, yep. this is the game that they need to have, and it's a big, it's a big time momentum game for both sides. Pitt doesn't want to go to one and two, go zero and two, I guess, in the Big Twelve 
uh, swing swing trip, I guess. I guess I know uh, the Cincinnati game was a road or a home game, but I mean, a bat, they don't want to go zero two against the Big Twelve, especially uh, when they take their jabs at the Big Twelve whenever they can. So. Yeah, no, this is a big bragging rights and swing game for both sides. They're they're getting ready for when the ACC collapses and they join the Big 12 and they get their butts whipped uh, by the Big 12. So, hey, let's mm-hmm. let, let, let's continue that this Friday. We kind of talk about the feel of Morgantown and, and the feel around this fan base. Obviously, last year left a bad taste in our mouths, um, especially a game that we've been waiting to play uh, since, since get played consistently since 2011, especially back here in Morgantown. I mean, hey, we were both students here and they ain't played this game. This is the first yeah. time that we'll be in Morgantown and this game's being played. This game just means more. And I think talking about motivation and, and getting ready for this game, I think one fan base grasps that in West Virginia that like, hey, we're we're back in Morgantown. And I mean, since Jerkovich's uh, press conference, that just depressing of a press conference Saturday night, man, no matter if it's been Twitter, online, uh, whether it's, dude, it just doesn't, it's not, they, there's just not a lot coming out of pit, man. It's one side's feeling pretty good and feeling ready to go. And I, I don't think the other side is man. I, I, and I'm not saying that from a bias standpoint, it kind of feels like there's just been crickets from the fan base in pit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that they're also satisfied that they won the initial one last year. I also think the Narduzzi rumors are a real thing. I think he wants to go back to Michigan State. I think I'm not saying he's checked out, but we've seen we've seen on our side when a coach is rumored for another job, um, how it can impact the game plan. So I I think it's just weird vibes there. Obviously, Jerkovic called out his uh, fan base for booing him for going ten for thirty two. Wait till he sees this reception. He's going to get here in Morgantown. So hopefully he uh, got, got a little more sensitivity uh, training this week. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it they, it is an interesting vibe from a pit program. I think they're a little bit unsure of themselves. They're used to just beating you up uh, in the trenches, and honestly, Cincinnati just took it to them and beat uh, Pete, beat Pitt at their own game and controlled the line of scrimmage. So. Kind of a team that's just confused at what they want to be, I think, right now. Yeah. And I think that's why you're talking about how it, it weird vibes coming out of Pittsburgh. Weird vibes. But another metric that that I think we need to talk about, and by no means are we a gambling show. We we don't promote gambling, but the line is a real metric that I mean ESPN even puts on their their bottom line now that all, all these companies. So for us not to talk about it would be wrong. I mean, this game went from a start, even in the summer, we talked about it, right? Pitt being Two point favorites, two and a half point favorites. We saw a swing today, Ryan. That I guess we can see swings on a Thursday, but but we really don't see those types of swings in college football till Friday or till the day up. But we saw a two and a half point swing, maybe three point swing, depending on you know which book does it for for the Mountaineers. And now we're favored in this game, and something that you specifically called. Uh, this this summer, Ryan, that we will be favored going into this yep. game. But I think that metric, I mean, you can speak to the metric a little more, but that I I think it's I think it's hinting at that this game might be a beatdown. Uh yeah. I and I, you know, all you pit fans that were calling me crazy and don't know anything uh, <laughs> for saying that West Virginia was gonna go off as, as a favorite. I predicted this, like you said. I forget, I think it was with Mike Asty when we did that preview and a couple mm-hmm. other previews, but it's a game that West Virginia should win. It's a game where, honestly, it's going to be really disappointing if they don't win. 
in my opinion, they have the better roster. They're at home in front of what's going to be the most electric fan base probably since the Oklahoma or LSU game in primetime. Uh, our good friend, our intern, Matt Daniels, made a good point uh, last night. They've been selling Beat Pitt in 23 shirts since 2016 or whatever year it was announced. It's been five, six years in the making of this day that's coming up here in 48 hours. So I'm not surprised at all. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it keeps climbing north of a field goal. Pitt is banged up uh, in the trenches after that uh, Cincinnati game. So maybe there's more of an injury that's going to be disclosed here over the next couple uh, 48 hours. But uh, yeah, I mean, Narduzzi usually keeps that close to his chest, but I think Pitt was Mm -hmm. banged up uh, coming out of that Cincinnati game. And that's not, that's not a good spot to be banged up against this really, really good West Virginia offensive line. No, it's not. And of course, in college football, we know you you, you don't need to do injury reports or submit any of that stuff. Uh, if, play, if, if coaches do it, it's usually voluntarily or they're talking about it from a long-term uh, standpoint. You don't really know till they go out there and it's like, oh, that person's not playing. And and now we know why. Uh, and you, you said it too, is even to get kind of a pulse on, on the pit side of things, right? I know, obviously, we might be a little biased in this, but Narduzzi, you said it best. He has a foot out the door. He's already on his way to Michigan State. It's and and a program like Pitt, where they well, they can come out of the woodwork. We know that, but they're really only coming out of the woodwork when they're good and and, and successful. And I think that's why we're yeah. seeing them not really be awake right now. I think that Cincinnati game really messed with their psyche, Ryan. Um, and and I think you can even speak to West Virginia fans. Yeah, we definitely haven't been happy with the way things have been the last couple of years. It needs to get better, but that passion never goes away. That's the difference between these two fan bases is if one fan base isn't doing too well and losing, they cry about it. They disappear. Oh, I'm not really that type of fan, you know? Uh, and then the other one said, Hey, win or lose, we're Mountaineers and we support this team and we stand by these guys. Uh, and and hey, I'll even bring up a quick example. Like I said, I was out. I was out to Kroger before this show happened. I go down one of the aisles. I didn't know they had the the trust logger, uh, the Country Roads trust logger there. I've been looking for it, and it finally showed up. Good, good timing with it all. And I walk down the aisle, and I see this guy. He has like three or four just stacked up. I'm like, oh, good, they have some in stock. And yeah. he's like, yeah, man, I'm. I'm excited for the game and stuff. I'm like, hey, with the amount you're buying, that better buy us a football player. But hey, that's a, that's a note for another time. So I went over there. But like, even the fact that we have like a beer like that, and and it keeps getting sold out, and people keep just being like, oh, where can I get that? Where can I get that? It really just speaks to just the passion to the fan base. The, the just that the fact that these like we are the good guys in this. That isn't a bicycle. We are the good guys and we're ready to roll. We're ready to punch them in the face. And let's, I don't care what the spread is. Let's win by a million, Ryan. And that's absolutely possible, especially, especially one with the way Pitt feels and two with kind of the way we're, we're feeling about this game. We also see Timothy Green in the chat here. Yeah. Hey, Tim, I always appreciate you. I've been a W fan for over 50 years. If you can't get fired up for this game, then you're not a fan. no kidding i mean we got friends of friends that are fired up on our behalf because of how much this game means to west virginia nation so hey we're we're getting there ryan i'm excited i think uh you know a perfect way to sum this up is what what hugs would always say to our guys and usually it was after loss it's like you got guys in this state people in this state families in the state that 
Mark those six Saturdays in the fall. They mm -hmm. save up all their money. They work two to three jobs. Inflation's up. Everything's expensive. We know how expensive it's going to be to go to this game, how much gas is, how much a cold beer is, a hot dog. But it doesn't matter. They're going to find a way to get to this game. And if you can't come out there and play your ass off, then there's something wrong with you. I mean, just plain and simple, put it right out there. And I also think it's like the whole thing, the state of West Virginia versus the neighborhood of Pittsburgh. And Hugs always talked about this too. At Cincinnati, it, the, the Bearcats are great, but you got the Reds, you got the Bengals, same thing in, in Pittsburgh. You got the Penguins, you got the Steelers. It's a Steelers town. The, Pitt's a, Pitt, the Pitt Panthers are an afterthought. And the state of West Virginia, it's all the Mountaineers. I know Marshall likes to kind of claim the Southern part, but it's all 1.8 million. It's all about the Mountaineers. And that kind of sums it up. It does mean more because even when we've had down years, that place is still, still solid packed. I mean, you, there's, there's always the jokes on social media of, you know, when you're at a pick game, when you can just take a picture and then half it or the whole upper deck is empty. And then West Virginia shows up and over half, and uh, it's a sold out crowd. It's loud because over half the crowd last year was Mountaineer fans. So it does mean more to us. I mean, Pitt fans will say that they are our Super Bowl, and maybe maybe they are right. It's I don't care. You can say whatever you want, but our fan base is head and shoulders a bit, uh, above you, and our honestly, our programs are too. Yeah, yep. And and I mean, you even brought up Marshall there. You're, you're starting to see Marshall fans be like, yeah, maybe we yeah. don't like West Virginia, but hey, we're cheering for our state. Oh, yeah. And that's what it is, man. It's our state versus your neighborhood, your area, your whatever. And I'll I'll take these guys. I'll take this state over over anything. I will. And 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 we're fired up and ready to go. So Ryan, let's let's talk about this victory. Let's talk getting this victory. Um, we'll talk about our keys to victory. Tim actually asked a great question here. Um, we'll flash it up here on the screen. Oh, I think we've both tried to flash Golden. it together. <laughs> there we go. All, all on the same page here at the Ryan and Rush Show. What do you guys think about the turnover battle? I think WU gets this game for the win. Ryan, you want to speak on the turnover battle? Yeah, we'll go right into our keys to victory, Rush. Yeah. Um, number one is turnover battle for me, to be honest, because this is an emotional game. Don't play outside of what you're capable of. And, and the main guy I'm talking about is Garrett Green and then a couple guys on the defense. Don't take chances. If they throw you the ball, like at Penn State, catch the ball, capitalize. Jerkovich is going to throw him a couple. We got we to be able to uh, capitalize off those turnovers, flip the field. If we, As long as we don't lose the turnover battle, I don't see how Pitt beats us because we're going to control the line of scrimmage. As long as we don't get lose the turnover battle, even by two, I, I really think I really like our chances. So take care of the football, ride those horses, and don't turn it over once again for the hundredth time. <laughs> what are your other keys to victory? Uh, yeah, I, the other one I kind of hinted at right at it. Control the line of scrimmage. Uh, the blueprints there last year. Uh, we ran for almost 200 yards. CJ Donaldson seven carries, 125 yards. He's not going to sneak up on him this year, but mm -hmm. Jaheim White can. Uh, Anderson can, I mean, the other guys, CJ Donaldson will be the workhorse still, but I, and I also think Garrett Green's going to be effective with his legs in this game as well, because they're going to cue in so much on these running backs, but we just saw what Cincinnati was able to do to do against Pitt. They went for what, uh, 200 yards rushing over five yards of carry. It's exactly what we did last year. And the only reason we lost and they go hand in hand, my, my two keys of victory, we turned the football over 
And that that's why we lost the game. We should have won that game going away, and we didn't go for it on fourth and inches. So two keys to victory for me. Take care of the football, win the turnover battle, and dominate the line of scrimmage. We're gonna we should run for five yards of carry once again against these guys. Absolutely. Could couldn't agree with those two more. Uh my keys for victory, Ryan. Kind of in line with yours, but on a different side, the more emotional, the mental side of things. Number one, Neil Brown, feel the moment. Just just feel it. Don't force anything. Don't already predetermine your decisions. Going back to that fourth and one last year, just feel it. What is the game telling you? Your gut's always right. What Everyone always says, your gut's always right. Neil Brown, trust your gut and feel the moment. Just feel it. Number two, Get going early. Get this crowd in the game. Like you said, Ryan, control that line of scrimmage. Run it down their throat. Scramble, scramble, Garrett Green. Spread the ball out. Do what you got to do. Get, get. I don't even care if it's your best plays. You have to go. But get this crowd in the game early and keep them in the game. The crowd and it being in Morgantown, weird things happen in Morgantown. We see it. Baylor's never won a game here, right? The backyard brawl is back in Morgantown for the first time in 2011. Let's show them what we're capable of. Let's show them what we showed them in 2011. And let's win this game and get the crowd behind the game. And last but not least, have fun. I know I know, we get all caught up in emotions and analytics and this and that. But look, we, we keep saying it over and over again. This is the first time this game's been back here since 2011. There's been just players that have come in and out and never had to experience the backyard brawl. Will Greer never experienced the backyard brawl. Skylar Howard never experienced the backyard brawl. This game is a privilege. You get to play the enemy from up north in Morgantown. So you go out there, you stick to the game plan, you have fun, but just go beat those guys. And you know what's also a lot of fun? Winning. So treat this game like the privilege it is, West Virginia, which I know I, I, I don't think they're not. They're, no one's taking this game lightly here. And just 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 go out and do. Don't think. Nike, it's like they like to say, Nike, just do it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, I, it's it's right there, man. It, it's a simple game plan. It's not you gotta gear up some trick plays and mm-hmm. you it's it's a man's game on Saturday night. You Punch them. It's punch them right in the face, like you said already. Punch them right in the mouth. Punch them early. Punch them often. <laughs> yeah, get the keep the fan. The worst thing that could happen is go down ten nothing and get that fan base out of the game. I don't think that's going to happen. No, unless we turn over the ball on a stupid uh, interception or or a fluke fumble. That's the only way that I think that 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 we lose the game. I, I really I really believe that, and I'm not trying to be overconfident, but just the way that these yeah. two teams line up on the line of scrimmage. West Virginia is by far the better team than Pitt on the in the trenches. All around, I I I, I agree with you. And I mean, hey, if 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 like we said, one of the keys to victory is get this crowd into it, get going, and don't look back type of thing. But hey, a little mistake happens here or there, just flush it out of the memory and move on. It's a rivalry game; anything can happen at any time. So just be ready to go. So Ryan, that leaves us to the final part of this episode. I have a yep. feeling who we're both predicting to win this game, <laughs> but let's 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 give a score. Maybe maybe a couple other predictions in there. I'll I'll let you lead it off, Ryan. So I, I've gone back and forth on this. Uh, the over under is at forty seven and a half. So there you go. Everybody knows the line. The line is two and a half. The over under is set at forty seven and a half. I'm gonna go thirty four to seventeen Mountaineers. I think they double pit up. I think it's a tight game for the first two and a half, three quarters. 
And I think our offensive line, led by those big horses up front, Frazier, Milam, Rymack, uh, Nestor, Yates, and Donaldson in the backfield, Jaheim White, those guys wear them down and start getting big, big chunk plays late in the game. And then it really is icing on the cake when Beanie Bishop has a pick six mm. off Jerkovich and we blow it open late. Mountaineers get it done Saturday night and we'll be singing Sweet Caroline uh, into the morning, Sunday morning. 34-17, Mountaineers get it done. And you guys know the rest of it. Eat, you know what, Pitt. <laughs> we, we we need our ad revenue on uh, on YouTube, Ryan. So we got to be a little careful with what we say. But everyone knows Everyone knows how we feel about that. And we'll be saying a lot at the tailgate. So don't forget to come out and find us. We'll be yep. handing out Ryan and Rush gear uh, throughout the tailgates. We'll, we'll put some tweets out there where we're going to be at different times. So come find us. We got a uh, couple stickers for some uh, coal miner helmets out there. So we're, we're ready to go. But in terms of my predictions, uh, obviously West Virginia wins this game. I think it's going to be one of those games where West Virginia's up, we'll say mid to later fourth quarter. Uh, 23 to 13. And so 10 point game Pitt's going to try to, cause they know they're going to have to score twice to get back in this game. They'll get a little ahead of themselves. I like Beanie Bishop. I'll agree with you there with yeah. the last name. Beanie Bishop returns uh, a pick six to cap it off. West Virginia wins 30 to 13. We'll be seeing a country roads all night into tomorrow. Hopefully see some couches being burnt. And, oh yeah, and you know we'll, we're already starting this first forty-eight hours, and we'll keep on celebrating throughout the weekend and all weekend long. So Ryan, it's it's it it's our game to lose. So let's go out there and win it, and and let's go Mountaineers, man. We're here. We've made it. Beat Pitt. Beat Pitt, and I like how both our kind of scripts are similar. And I know Mo and Timothy in the chat are kind of uh, along the lines of us, where it's kind of we're going to blow it open late with our big horses up front and our defense. So I like that, and uh, I, I I would like a going away victory. I don't want to sweat this game. I, there's been enough sweated games over the years, and especially in these rivalries. So if we could have one of our scores, sign me up right now. There we go. Hey, at the minimum, just win. But yes, yes, it would be nice to to actually to actually enjoy the game uh, and and maybe start celebrating by the, by the end of the third quarter. But hey, yes, one one game, one possession at a time, one drive at a time, and hey, a win's a win, and we'll take it either way. Uh, as a reminder, we brought up on there. We'll be out at the blue lot. We'll be out across across the way. So uh, we'll we'll text uh, message people. Follow us on uh, at Ryan and Rush Show Twitter. Uh, and Instagram, and we'll let people know where our different times of the tailgates. We'll have a bunch of hats with us, some signs, uh, some stickers. Come meet us. Uh, we'll, we'll be giving out some free stuff. And, you know, we all got to get behind this Mountaineer team to beat Pitt. So we're excited. We can't wait to see you all. Tailgate's going to be a long day. Make smart oh, decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get a sneak of water in there or get something. Get hydrated. <laughs> there we go. But, but hey, drink, drink, drink plenty of that uh, Country Roads Trust Lager or any, any anything you can get your hands on because we'll need loud and proud for from Mountaineer Field. So again, love you all. Go Mountaineers, beat Pitt, and we'll we'll see you all out there on Saturday. We'll see you Saturday. Go Mountaineers.